Hello, hello, darlings. Welcome to week six of The Artist's Way. Hope you've had an amazing week and you enjoyed the practices and exercises. It was definitely fun for me to go through the, you know, um, just the mind, basically, and also to allow myself to dream with images and feel the feelings and um and yeah and kind of uh play around with the idea of god and uh, the support we receive so week six is about recovering a sense of abundance she says this week you tackle a major creative block money you're asked to really look at your own ideas around god money and creative abundance The essays will explore the ways in which your attitudes limit abundance and luxury in your current life. You will be introduced to counting, a blockbusting tool for clarity and right use of funds. This week may feel volatile. The great creator, she says, um, or Nancy declares, I'm a believer. I just don't believe God gets involved with money. Although she doesn't recognize that Nancy carries two self-sabotaging beliefs. She believes not only that God is good, too good to do money, but also that money is bad. This might be, you know, a very subconscious idea that a lot of us hold. And I hope not, you know, but it's, um, yeah. So as we go through the, 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 this week's, um, Topics and tasks, we probably will get to have a closer look at all these um, subconscious patterns of the mind. So, yeah, so um, it's basically, you know, we sometimes get so caught up, she says, um, with kind of imagine yourself like being on an Instagram, on your Instagram feed and going through many beautiful images and feeling like you desire all of them and they all look perfect. And um, it basically kind of, I guess, in some level, in my perspective, can uh, can trigger our sense of greed. Like we feel like, I mean, of course, you, you kind of can also look at it with kind of detachment. But imagine if we, everything we saw, we just wanted, right? A lot of them. And um then we, th- we, you know, there is this ongoing kind of silent thought going in the back that feels like I'm not enough if I don't have all of these things, right? But versus like, it's a matter of instead of listening to that siren that goes on in our mind of more, 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 we sh- if we can just kind of come to that small voice in our soul that is waiting to be heard that says you're enough right and that's basically the meditation a lot of times but obviously um you know that's not how the mind works so we learn how to deal with it here quote unquote seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to it we've been told she says often since childhood by people quoting from the bible we don't believe this 
And we certainly don't believe it about art. Maybe God would feed and clothe us in a pinch, but painting supplies? A museum tour of Europe? Dance classes? God's not about to spring for those, we tell ourselves. We cling to our financial concerns as a way to avoid not only art, but also our spiritual growth. Isn't that amazing how the mind can trick us and we believe it? Raymond Charles Barker says, money is God in action. Shakti Gawain says, the more we learn to operate in the world based on trust in our intuition, the stronger our channel will be and the more money we will have. Mike Phillips says, money will come when you are doing the right thing, right? Well, of course, um, I feel like I'm, you know, it needs to be added to this that the right thing is something that also feels good, right? So it's not like we went through the virtues, virtue trap last week. So it's not about doing the right thing because we think we should do it or blah, 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 or because whatever it's, um, we've been told, like, save the planet. Yes, it's nice to like do things with the environment and help. But if you're suffering and it doesn't feel good and you're going against your nature, let's say for whatever reason, like, um, you know, I had a time in Hawaii and the island of Kauai that I was woofing, which means um, exchanging work on a farm. That's how I arrived because I've, uh, you know, as, as a probably a block artist, I've haven't had a lot of money and, you know, I obviously, um, you know, we're not perfect and we're learning. It's okay. But um, so I was punishing myself a lot because like I thought, what else can I want? I'm in the best property almost on the island of Kauai with the best people I could ever imagined. And they don't want anything from me. But my on paper contract is to exchange some work on the farm. And they even told me, they were like, don't worry. Like we know we have this land and we, you know, the messages basically from the universe through somebody, so through the channel had came to the woman, the wife that, she was like, you know, we need to share this and we don't, we shouldn't question it. We just are here to share and don't worry about it. And the husband was like, just do whatever you do is fine. But the more they were nice and so kind, uh, the more I felt the pressure that I need to give back and I need to be doing, but I, I couldn't like physically, I just would need naps, lots of naps. And so it was the lesson. It was a lesson for nine months. I was on that island to learn, um, to be okay with just being and just kind of treating myself good and want the things that I want. And I, I have to add, like, it's a, it's an ongoing lesson and um, there's always new layers to this. So, yeah. So um, she says, we're operating out of a, the toxic old idea that God's will for us and our will for us are at opposite ends of the table. For example, I want to be an actress, but God wants me to wait tables in hash joints. The scenario goes, so if I try to be an actress, I will end up slinging hash. Thinking like this is grounded in the idea that God is a stern parent with a rigid idea about what's appropriate for us. And you'd better believe we won't like them. This stunted God concept needs alteration. 
This week in your morning pages, write about the God you believe in and the God you would like to believe in. That's a good good thing to kind of add, right? She says, if you're still dealing with a God consciousness that has remained unexamined since childhood, you're probably dealing with a toxic God. What would a non-toxic God think of your creative goals? Right? Might such a God really exist? If so, would money or your job or your lover remain your higher power? Many of us equate difficulty with virtue and art with fooling around. Hard work is good, she says, but um, a terrible job must be building our moral fiber, something, a talent for painting, say, that comes to us easily and seems compatible with us must be some sort of cheap trick not to be taken seriously. So if you notice, like, a lot of times, you know, from the beginning, there obviously, you know, there are so many, um, each of us can have so many different experiences throughout our lives to um, sabotage our talents or our little desires and dreams that we want, obviously. Um, uh, But yeah, that's basically the more rational logic that we think, you know, hard work is good. Um, whatever it has difficulty is virtue and all of these things. Paul Hawkins says, always leave enough time in your life to do something that makes you happy, satisfied, even joyous, that has more of an effect on economic well-being than any other single factor. Okay. Creativity is not and never has been sensible. Why should it be? Why should you be? Do you still think there is some moral virtue in being martyred? If you want to make some art, make some art. Just a little art. Two sentences, one rhyme, a silly kindergarten ditty. Like, God likes art, that's the part. My parents would ignore. God likes art. Oops, wait, I'm going to do this again. God likes art. That's the part my parents would ignore. God likes art and I make art. That's what I, that's what God likes me for. Yeah, just silly kind of things together and just make it, just do it. Like that's what I admire about people who are really tapping to that creativity flow. And I think once you, um, you know, what? because I have been in that same time I spent in Kauai, I spent a lot of time with artists actually around and they would, like I was telling you before, they would do jam sessions and it sounded silly and I would have judgments. I would be like, why are they doing that? Like, she sounds silly, he sounds silly. And obviously that's my blocked artist, blocked trade creator, like talking. Um, but then I would start like really admiring how much power there was in that therefore in them being silly and just being loud and and or uh confident about their silliness it was beautiful really really wise souls actually i'm so blessed i spent time with them from the book the magical work of the soul there's a quote that says all substance is energy in motion it lives and flows money is symbolically a golden flowing stream of constant 
pancreatized vital energy. <clears throat> making art begins with making hay while the sun shines. It begins with getting into the now and enjoying your day. It begins with giving yourself some small treats and breaks. As you expect God to be more generous, God will be able to be more generous to you. What we really want to do is what we really are meant to do. When we do what we are meant to do, money comes to us, doors open for us, we feel useful, and the work we do feels like play to us. We will continue to work this week with our ideas surrounding money. We will see how our ideas about money shape our ideas about creativity. <clears throat> Next section is called luxury. Luxury. For those of us who have become artistically anorectic, meaning yearning to be creative and refusing to feed that hunger in ourselves so that we become more and more focused on our deprivation, a little authentic luxury can go a long way. The key work here is authentic because art is born in expansion, in a belief in sufficient supply. It is critical that we pamper ourselves for the sense of abundance it brings to us. What constitutes pampering? That will vary for each of us, right? For example, for Jean, a single spitely Gerber daisy perched on her night table told her life was a bloom with possibility. Matthew found that the scent of real furniture wax gives him a feeling of safety, solidity, and order. Constance found luxury in allowing herself, herself the indulgence of a magazine subscription, um, which was a $20 gift that keeps giving for a full year of images and indulgence. All too often, we become blocked and blame it on our lack of money. This is never an authentic block. The actual block is our feeling of constriction, our sense of powerlessness. Art requires us to empower ourselves with choice. At the most basic level, this means choosing to do self-care. Yeah. Emma Goldman says, I'm rather, I'd rather have roses on my table than diamonds on my neck. A little vitamin B, meaning beauty. In order to thrive as artists, and one could argue as people, we need to be available to the universal flow. When we put a stopper on our capacity for joy by anorectically declining the small gifts of life, we turn aside the larger gift as well. What gives us true joy? That is the question to ask concerning luxury, and for each of us, answer is very different. So, for example, uh, you know, she says Alan uh, likes music. He thinks music is a great luxury and he wanted to be a musician before, but he only expected perfection. He expected um, amazing music right away and therefore he basically stopped himself. He would cringe when he didn't do a good job, went from what he would play and what he really wanted to play. So... And he learned to little by little start giving himself the luxury of music, starting with buying 
different types of records, which was out of his cat like usual category. Then he just got the drumsticks. Then he bought a set of drums and then he started playing. And then he just started having fun with the playing instead of judging himself. And and then he started realizing he's good, even though he's like older and all of that. And his family might um yeah. At first he felt like he would be judged by his family, but then he realized he's judging himself. So it's basically basically different things for different people can mean that. Explore daily the will of God. She says, forget high-minded aspiration. What sounded like fun? You've got to remember that, right? You don't need to become an award-winning like international artist. You know, we want to get, you know, basically in that connection, in that spirit. And for that, we need to have fun. For many blocked creatives, it takes a little work to even imagine ourselves having luxury. Luxury is a learned practice for most of us. Blocked creatives are often the Cinderella's of the world, focused on others at the expense of ourselves. We may even be threatened by the idea of spoiling ourselves for once. Don't try to let go of Cinderella, my writer friend Karen advises. Keep Cinderella, but focus on giving yourself the glass slipper. The second half of that fairy tale is great. What we're talking about when we discuss luxury is very often a shift in consciousness more than flow. Although as we acknowledge and invite what feels luxurious to us, we may indeed, tr indeed trigger an increased flow. Leo Tolstoy says, true life is lived when tiny changes occur. Creative living requires the luxury of time, which we create, carve out for ourselves. Even if it's 15 minutes for quick morning pages and a 10 minute mini bath after work. Creative living requires the luxury of space for ourselves, even if all we manage to carve out is one special bookshelf and a window seal that is ours. Remember that your artist is a youngster and youngsters like things that are mine. My chair, my book, my pillow. Designating a few things special and your, uh, yours alone can go a long way toward making you feel pampered. Chinatown Anywhere offers a beautiful teacup and a saucer for under $5. Secondhand stores often have one-of-a-kind china plates that make an afternoon snack a more creative experience. Much of what we do in a creative recovery may seem silly. Be aware of silly as a word you toss at yourself. Yes, artist states are silly. That's the whole point. Creativity lives in paradox. Serious art is born from serious play. So we have an exercise. <clears throat> she says counting an exercise so you can take notes of this for the next week you will be discovering how you spend your money buy a small pocket notepad and write down every nickel you spend it doesn't matter what it is for how tiny the purchase how petty the amount petty cash is still cash each day data page and count what you bought what you spent where your money went, whether it was for groceries, lunch in a diner, a cab ride, subway fares, or a loan to your brother. Be meticulous, be thorough, and be non-judgmental. This is an exercise in self-observation, not self-flagellation. 
lactation. You may want to continue this practice for a full month or longer. It will teach you what you value in terms of your spending. Often we spend often our spending differs from our real values. We fritter away cash on things we don't cherish and deny ourselves those things we do. For many of us, counting is a necessary prelude to learning creative luxury. Next part, money madness and exercise. Get your pens and pens and papers if you haven't yet. Complete the following phrases. People with money are. Money makes people. I'd have more money if. My dad thought money was. My mom always thought money would. In my family, money caused. Money equals. If I had money, I'd. If I could afford it, I'd. If I had some money, I'd. I'm afraid that if I had money, I would. Money is. Money causes. Having money is not. In order to have more money, I'd need to. When I have money, I usually. I think money money. If I weren't too cheap, I'd. People think money. Being broke tells me. Remember, I think some of these sentences or practices might quickly bring up in us what we should say because we know what the right answer is and what the good answer is and what the bad answer is. But it's important to, um, I think, really um, dig there for a second. You don't have to spend too much time, but really notice what comes up. So we get to the tasks part of the chapter, which is the end of it. So the first task is says natural abundance. Find five pretty or interesting rocks. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this exercise particularly because rocks can be carried in pockets, fingered in business meetings. They can be small, constant reminders of our creative consciousness. So that's it, right? Five rocks. Number two, natural abundance. Pick five flowers or leaves. You may want to press these between wax paper and save them in a book. If you did this in a in the kindergarten, that's fine. Some of the best creative play is done there. Let yourself do it again. Number three, clearing. Throw out or give away five ratty pieces of clothing. Four, creation. Bake something. If you have a sugar problem, make a fruit salad. Creativity does not have to always involve capital A art. Very often, the act of cooking something can help you cook something up in another creative mode. When I am stymied as a writer, I make soups and pies. Number five, communication. Send postcards to five friends. This is not a goody-two-shoes exercise. Send to people you would love to hear from. 
favorite. List your favorites in the following categories. Cars, dogs, flowers, trees, fruits, vegetables, desserts, entrees, musical groups, and colors. Number seven, read the basic principles. We have them actually as an episode here, so they're only separate. It's called basic principles. Do this once daily. Read an artist's prayer. Yours from week four or mine, I page 223. So, and she says, do this daily. So both of those, the artist's prayer and the basic principles are separate episodes on here. So we can go back and listen to them. They're very short compared to the rest of the episodes of The Artist's Way. Or obviously, she says you can read your own artist prey that you wrote from week four. Number eight, clearing. Any new changes in your home environment? Make some. Number nine, acceptance. Any new flow in your life? Practice saying yes to freebies. And number 10, prosperity. Any changes in your financial situation or your perspective on it? Any new, even crazy ideas about what you would love doing? Cool Im images around this and add to your image file. So these were the tasks for this week. I'll close up with uh, a quote from La Lawrence Calcagno. He says, as an artist, it is central to be unsatisfied. This isn't greed, though it might be appetite. Okay, so he's uh, basically allowing us to want and have a good relationship with our wants and our desires and, uh, and, and basically calls that an appetite, which is uh, she's calling, you know, allow ourselves the luxury and the pampering. So once we allow that to be an appetite, I think, and to allow ourselves to um, nourish it, um, we make that wholesome relationship with our creator. And yeah, there won't be a lot of imbalances and extremes, perhaps as much little by little, day by day. Thank you so much, everyone, for doing this with me. And uh, I hope you have an amazing week and pamper yourself. Namaste until next time.